0: D.W. Thomas. You're listening to The Jam Price Show, and today my guest is D.W. Thomas, and we are going to be talking about her new film entitled Too Late. Welcome to the show, D.W. Hi, Jan. Great to be here. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Lovely to have you here. This is a, this is a fun film. As I, uh, it, it really is a fun film. So our audience knows what this film's about. Could you give us a synopsis?
1: It's about a lonely assistant who finally finds love and she must escape from her monster of a boss before they become his next meal. And to elaborate on that, she is in the comedy world and she becomes the assistant to Bob DeVore, who is a a big time show host and he's been around for a long time. And what we find out a little bit later on is her main duty is actually procuring comedians for him to eat. And once she meets uh Jimmy Rhodes, who is also a comedian, things become a little bit trickier because she falls for him, and she doesn't obviously want any harm to come to him and so that that's the setup and yeah it's it's a fun movie and and it's about her her adventure
0: It is a fun movie normally um and I don't know what genre you would put this in, whether it's comedy horror or what <laughs> What genre exactly? We're, actually,
1: we're calling it a haram com.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Haram com. <laughs> well, I think it's great to create something new and different. Uh, it is that. I mean, normally, I, even know, I, I, I. I'm sent a lot of things from lots of different publicists and and whenever they send me a horror movie I go I'm sorry but that's not going to appeal to my audience you know Uh, because just know that we're not into it's an older audience as I keep telling them that you know is not into horror films and so when this one came I said oh this looks like fun because this isn't really a true horror film this is fun so you you didn't write this you had some another collaborator write this or did you my husband
1: actually my husband and I we collaborated on it so we we came up with the idea together and he was in the stand-up comedy world for a while and was good friends with Ron Lynch and so we decided to write it around Ron and me and my husband broke the story together and then he went off and I let him do do what he does best which is writing writing the whole screenplay and so then we went back and forth and and got to the final final screenplay but it was yeah it was definitely my husband who wrote all the dialogue
0: it's it's fun so um so how did so all right you wrote this around ron who is very good and we'll talk a little bit about him uh but how did the idea germinate where did you get this idea (laughs) yeah this idea period
1: well it is it is very archetypal, and it is kind of like a fairy tale. you know you have the the ogre and you have the young maiden type of thing and, and I guess in all fairy tales it's all about the ego and the id in a way so what I guess what where it came from was the the idea of someone feeding a, a ghost or feeding a demon. And we knew so many people in the comedy scene. We thought, oh, if we could set it in the comedy world, then we can pull a lot of really talented people together. And it really just came out of that because what a better place for a monster to go, you know, unseen is in comedy, where people just come and go, as, as he says in the movie. And uh, yeah, and it really came around that. And Ron, Ron Lynch actually has a variety show. Show. And so we knew that he could really nail that character and he had a lot of experience in that world. So that started coming into it. And it, it really, as they, as they say, it, it's kind of cliched, is it sort of started writing itself, you know, once you had the idea and it snowball effect.
0: Amazing. So is that you attracted um, Fred Armiston and um, and I don't know how to say her last name, but um, Mary, Mary Lynn. Shop? Mary Lynn Rice Cub. Rice Cub. Okay. So you, tra- Rice Cub. Rice Cub. Yeah. So they're both well known, uh, in, in the, in the world of entertainment. How did you attract both of them to this project?
1: So that was, uh, also through Ron and we, we kind of went to Ron and we were like, we have this great, uh, role for you. And if you're interested in it, you know, and so he read it and he loved it and, then later on, we were kind of looking for a few names that we could maybe pull together in a few of the smaller roles. And Ron suggested, Of I, I think he's the one who suggested Fred Armisen. And he was also a great friend with Mary Rice Cub. And so he approached them and sent them the script. And they were both thrilled. They liked the, the the script. And so they came on, which was amazing. We were all kind of like, oh, oh, wow. So, so you know, the film kind of became a bigger piece at that point before it was much smaller so it was pretty exciting
0: that is exciting because you know they're both wonderful comedians and um and actors um, also so that yeah, yeah what a great uh, great that you were able to get them did that help you with the financing when you had two well-known names attached to the project
1: it it definitely helped with uh we 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 got the financing through friends and family and so it was uh, really, we kept it kind of small and it did actually get bigger and bigger once the bigger names came involved. I think our, our budget was, it, it it doubled after that, which was Mm. like, oh my gosh. Luckily we were able to find more resources and, and pull it together. And so, so the names didn't, weren't, um, yeah, I guess they would, they weren't, the uh driving force in actually getting the budget so we were able to find it through other means. But it helped. I mean it helped them wanna put more money in, I guess, our investors. So in that right it
0: did. Good (laughs) in that respect. So you have a lot of different comedians in this, obviously. So how did you how did you find the different comedians that you have in the film?
1: That was all through my husband Tom's because he was in the stand up scene. He he just had a list of comedians and he gave he gave me the list and he said, Okay, you get to choose your favorite ones and I I pretty much yeah, I got like the cream of the crop and I was like, Oh wow and they were all so good, so it was very hard to choose, but we we really wanted to show the range of comedy and so that's why we have, you know, like uh alternative comics and then we have some uh variety show type comics who do characters and do acts and then jugglers and so we really got that range and uh yeah and it so it was really through Tom
0: that's fortunate too so you were able to yeah. again you know uh have some really interesting comedians that many of many of them we have not seen, and that, that are playing the comedy club circuit. So it, it gives them a showcase, also for us to see them. So let's talk about the casting. I mean, you, you you wrote this around Ron Lynch. So let the audience know a little bit about him, because when you see him in the film, you'll go, "Oh, yes, I've seen him in many other things." So talk a little bit about him, and and um, and again, your husband knew him through the comedy circuit.
1: Yeah, so he has a show called The Tomorrow Show, and he's been doing that for, gosh, like 20, 30 years. And Ron Lynch, you'd recognize his voice probably more so because he was on Bob's Burgers and he uh, home, home Videos, and he's done a lot of um, character work, like smaller roles in Portlandia and uh, community, or not community, uh, corporate. And so he's been around for a really long time. And... Uh, yeah, we we first actually approached him for a short film um, about, gosh, I guess like five years ago now, and that was like the big ask. We we're like, oh my gosh, we, we, we know Ron Lynch, and we don't know him that well, but maybe, you know, maybe he'll do this little short film for us, and who knows? And so he, he was excited about the film, and he did the film no problem at all, and he was so easy to work with and so down to earth. So when the feature came along, we were like, okay, we want to... Highlight Ron because Ron is terrific. He's been around for such a long time, and he he really uh, I mean he's just an icon in like the stand up world and in comedy in L A. So that was that was really what what we wanted to do, and and Ron is terrific. I mean Ron plays this monster who has two sides, which. In entertainment, a lot of creatives do a lot of uh, people, especially who are on stage, and then they have their behind the scenes persona. And so he really was able to pull those, those two sides out. And it was a lot of fun working with him on that.
0: Well, he he's good in this. He is very good in this too, and 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 he plays it, and it's it's not over the top. This could have been a very over the top um, role, I think, and yet he plays it in, in in just the right tone. I felt it was just the right tone with it. So he
1: has a vulnerability that I really liked. Yes, that he uh, he makes you feel a little sorry for him, mm-hmm. and I think you rarely see monsters that have more of a dimension where where it's kind of like okay we get it like this is your food source you know like it's (laughs) it's a tough call (laughs) he played that so well and i think he loved being in the monster outfit more than anything like he he came to set sort of glowing like oh do i get to be put into the monster costume today
0: (laughs) That's fun. It's fun, and and the lead Alyssa Limperez is that how you say her name? Mm-hmm. It's, That's right. I've not seen. I don't have not seen her in anything before, and she's uh, wonderful in this. She's she's really stunningly beautiful too. Um. So, well, how she, did you? Oh my gosh! Go she ahead. She is amazing. So tell me about her and her.
1: She, she came in. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, She auditioned for a different role actually and when she came in immediately we were like, oh my gosh, this is our Violet because she, she was pretty much Violet at the end of the movie where she had that confidence and she understood the comedy world. And as long as she could become the Violet at the beginning of the movie, which is the more repressed and more put upon Violet, then we knew she could nail it. And even though she didn't have a lot of experience and features, she's she actually has a pretty big following on Instagram. Um, she does a lot of front face comedy and she's hilarious and she has a very different way of acting in there. And so it was kind of, it was exciting to see her change and to see her show all of the emotions that we don't really see on her front face comedy side and she yeah we were just so impressed with with her and she just she does look amazing on film and there was such good chemistry between her and jimmy or will weldon that um yeah we were really happy with how that all turned out
0: it, it, it's yeah. She's she is. Um, you keep, she's definitely going to be an actress that everybody should be looking for because you really can't keep your eyes off of her in this film. Uh, she's got that quality. That is kind of rare, and 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 it's you know it's the indefinable uh, quality, and she does have that. She, there's something about her that's just really very appealing, and again, um, she's got she's one to look out for. Everybody, uh, write her name down, <laughs> Alyssa Limpernis. Yeah. Le,
1: she's also a terrific person. Yeah. <laughs> that Limperis, com- Limperis,
0: Limperis. That's great. So, and then you got Will Weldon, and and you're right, the chemistry between the two. Is them Is is very palpable. So, talk a little bit about him and and how they ended up working so well together. Uh,
1: which we actually found out later, they actually have the same manager. And when we brought them both in for callbacks, they they were able to audition together before <laughs> before the, the the callback. Okay. So, uh, not to say that that is what gave them the chemistry that we saw during the audition, because I think that. Um, Will Weldon, he he is a stand-up comedian by trade and he's getting more into acting and he's a terrific actor. But my husband, he knew him from stand-up and so he really wanted to bring in someone who does stand-up for for Jimmy. And we loved Will from, from the beginning. You know, I wanted him before we even brought him in for the audition. And uh, luckily when we put him with Alyssa, they just had so so much chemistry. And you could tell that Will really respected Alyssa as, as a comedian and as, you know, a a person. And maybe he was even a, a little afraid of her. I don't know, but he really respected her. And I, I think I think that's what really helps with this role, because uh, Violet, Alyssa's character, has to kind of become her own person. And it's not it's not her boyfriend. It's not the man who who helps her along. It's really her who who finds her way. And I thought that was important. So I thought, yeah, he was he was perfect.
0: He really is. He, he really is. And they, as I said, they have great on-screen chemistry.
1: So this is your first
0: feature that you have directed. Is that correct? You've done a lot of things, uh, mostly ed- editing. Is, is that, that your love? You added, Did you edit this film too? I did. You did, okay. So how was it directing your first feature-length film? Because you've directed other things, but um, smaller, on the smaller yeah, this- uh, stage. So how was it? it?
1: it was really exciting. It, it, I, I, I've worked so long behind the scenes that I kind of knew what I wanted to get. So as an editor, I kind of knew, knew the shots that I wanted and I knew how to sort of cut it in my head, but I, I tried to pull back from that while I was directing and uh, yeah, and just throw myself into it. And I, I, gosh, it was so much fun. And I, you know, thinking back on it, I think it it went by so quickly and every day was a, a new adventure and excitement. And when challenges came up, it was kind of like a chance to, you know, have, have a solution and come up with a, with a fun way to fix things. And yeah, it, it was great to be able to be in control of of how the actors were acting because also as an editor you, you have no say in that and sometimes you'll be editing something and really wish that an actor went a different direction with something and it might have made the whole story a little bit more complex and so being being able to, to be the person that says okay why don't we try this or that was so exciting and yeah I'm Hope to keep doing it. I was going to say,
0: you, do you have another project you're working on right now?
1: Yeah, we have a couple of screenplays. I think the one that I, I want to focus on is, is a little bit similar but different. It, it follows another female character, and it's an adventure fantasy, uh, kind of psych, psychological, or sorry, not psychological, like a um, more of a – it has a little supernatural – and it's it's along the same tone it's not that gore horror because i i think what i really love was when growing up you know i i loved gremlins and i loved uh american werewolf in london and and kind of the the horror films that were a lot more uh fun (laughs) (laughs) that's what i what i want to keep on doing and adventures and
0: I was gonna say, who who inspires you? What director um, do you look up to? Who inspires you?
1: Gosh, there there are many. I I think I, being a kid of the eighties, I was really inspired by Joe Dante and, you know, Steven Spielberg and all of all of the kind of young directors that came out and started doing something a little different I I uh I don't actually get to watch as many movies as I would like to because I'm focused so much on editing and working in front of a screen that as soon as I'm done with with that I I kind of want to go and read and so I get really into uh reading and and such but but I definitely always love going back to those old favorites, and of course, there are so many talented directors out there now, female directors and um yeah there's 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 a lot to look up to, I think happening right now in the world.
0: Yes, there are, and more and more female directors are getting their due finally uh, so yeah. you're you're kind of entering in this, although you've been in the industry for a while, but as far as uh, moving into the directorial arena you are actually coming into it at a good time because well you know everything that's going on in the industry right now that women are finally getting their due in this industry that for so long uh did not um recognize women so
1: it's interesting because i as an editor i i don't think i ever edited one female director's like a feature or short they were all they were all men which isn't a problem but it, it is kind of um, I love to see the different perspective, and you really only get that when you when you have the the lead, the head give that perspective. <laughs>
0: you know and it's interesting well patty jack jenkins obviously led the way finally to have a woman director on a superhero film and i guess yes. now uh chloe Zhao is going to be directing i think a marvel movie i think i read that or, or yeah yes.
1: i'm excited to see that one yeah
0: it would be interesting since you know nomadland was such a sort of simple, you know, film um, to go from that (laughs) where you're working with mostly non-actors to then helming a superhero film is quite a a bridge to get, you know, so um, it's it's going to be interesting to see what she does with that for sure, for sure.
1: Absolutely.
0: What, um, for you, what was the most difficult part of filming this
1: Probably, I would say the most difficult part was, I guess, the time limit. We only had 15 days to oh, shoot. Wow. And, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. and if you think about the, the amount of locations we had, usually when they say, oh, make a small film, make a low budget film and do just two locations, you know, do one location. And of course, we finished the script and we were like, well, there's a few more locations than that. <laughs> But um so that that was a, a huge challenge, and then I think, uh, uh, let's see. I I think having having the support from from the whole team. Sometimes I didn't always feel as supported, and and I, as a first time director, I think sometimes people go, "Oh, well, you're a first time director, so you should you should do this." And it's like, "Well, you should probably also back off and let me make my own mistakes," <laughs> you know, which is great. <laughs> Good it's girl great to have. some. <laughs> yeah yeah so I think I think that was that was a really good challenge and it also made me find my voice and like really take control because that that is what you have to do and, and there's always people who are going to tell you their idea their opinion and it's just an opinion you know exactly
0: exactly so did you you, you did find a lot of people trying to contribute and and tell you how to do things.
1: Yeah, I most most of the people were pretty on board, and it was just a couple. and And in the end, it was it, it all turned out great, you know. So, I I think I think having having other voices is is important as well, because then you can really defend yourself. And if if it does, doesn't work, then you can go, oh, you know what, it doesn't work. Like, okay, I, I can I can hear your your critique, and I can find, you know. A middle ground, and so, yeah. Not to say that, like, oh, no one should ever say anything against a director, because like right. other voices are important.
0: Yeah, I mean, and again, this is your first time, so I'm sure people had, you know, and it's true of anything when you're doing a collaboration, a creative. Collaboration, you are. You know, there's many ideas that come about in in that. But ultimately, as the director, it's your voice and it's what you want to be seen on the screen. Um, But it's helpful to have other people that can help with that process too. I would think. You know, it's it takes it takes a village, as they say. It definitely takes a village.
1: (laughs) It does. It really does. So, what was it
0: like working with your husband? Because he wrote it. Did he? Once he wrote it, did he kind of? just walk away from it and just let you hold the reins or was he still actively involved in the process
1: for for this uh after the screenplay was written and then once we started shooting for principal photography he was working the whole time and so he actually only came to set one or two times and he really backed off he was really amazing about it because I know with a with a a writer, a screenwriter, especially you can become very attached and sensitive about, about your words and make, you want to make sure that your words are being said. And, and so I think he, he was really amazing. <laughs> he was really just pulled back. He was like, all right, I trust you. And I, I, I know you're going to do a great job and just have fun and, and, you know, do whatever you feel you need to do. And uh, then during the editing phase, I, I, because it I was editing it and I probably wouldn't uh wanted I I ended up editing it because mainly because of financial reasons because we just didn't have it in the budget and so it was a lot cheaper to to have me do that and and also um you know I I that was my world so I knew right. how to edit and that was something that I could bring really bring to the table but uh editing your own work is a lot more complicated than or difficult than editing somebody else's because you don't have that fresh eye and once you're in the edit room you get a you know and when you're a director you get attached to certain scenes because of maybe how long it took to shoot you're like oh that was a really hard scene so we we have to put that in but as an editor you're like that that scene it sucks you know it might have been really hard but it, it doesn't work and and I think that you have to be able to separate yourself like that. And so my, so Tom, he was really helpful in that regard. Once I did the rough cut, he came in and was, we were able to go, Oh, you know what? I don't think that works. I was like, you know what? You're right. Thank you for, (laughs) for, for giving that me that uh, perspective, because I I was sort of losing it. I was sort of more attached to how long it took to, to do or, Or how what what the response of the the crew were to it at the time, you know. So he he was so helpful in that, and then he he was involved throughout the whole post production. And then once we had a composer and the sound design and the color correction, and since um, we've gone through distribution, and then this is a whole other. I'm so sorry,
0: our our time is up, but I want people to know where they can find Too Late. Where can people find so the movie? Too
1: Late will be, yeah, it'll be coming out June 25th, theatrically and on demand. You can also buy it, pre buy it on iTunes it May, I want to say May 25th or May 28th. And if you want to find more information, com, or you can find us on Instagram at Too Late the movie. And Twitter
0: at Too Late The Movie. Great, great. Thank you so much, DW. I wish you much success with Too Late. Everybody go seek it out. It's fun. If you have missed any of the Jam Price Shows, All About Movies, they are all archived on my website, thejampriceshow.com. They are also on the iHeart Podcast Network, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Also, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at thejampriceshow.com. Thank you all for listening.
1: I'm okay. There you go. Let me wait. Let me <laughs>